Welcome to Nairobi Chapel Embakasi. We grow deep to reach wide. John 16, 7, 15. Very truly, I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the Advocate, the Holy Spirit will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin, righteousness, and judgment. About sin, because people do not believe in me, about righteousness, because I'm going to the Father, where you can see me no longer. And about judgment, because the prince of this world now stands condemned. I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I, Jesus, said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. To all Father, in the mighty name of your Son and our Savior, friend, Jesus Christ, we thank you for today. We thank you that you've allowed us to see it. And we thank you that we know you have a plan for us. Since we are awake and alive, Jehovah, we, we are to continue in the work you've placed in us. Help us not only to know, but to thrive in what you have called us to do. Jehovah, for the short time we have together in sharing your word, King of Kings, we pray that you help us. Help us to hear, to understand, and to be productive. We pray, Jehovah, that even at the end of the service when we'll be going home, that you help us to be fruitful in the word that we hear in your house today. Help us to bear fruit even to a thousandfold. King of Kings, we thank you for this time Protect us from the enemy who seeks to devour us, even as we hear the word of God. In Jesus' name, you all shout. Amen. In Jesus' name, you all shout. Amen. Did you know, like we've been, did you knowing the whole month, <laughs> that it only takes four minutes, four minutes to decide whether you like somebody or not? Four. Four. Five, one, two, three, ah, see. no. Four minutes. Did you know that it has been proven that when someone, even a stranger, is gazing at you, the person's body produces a chemical called, hey, it didn't joke pronounce, phenylethylamine, which is associated with the flight of fight response, or flight of fight or flight response. And so deciding to continue looking at each other may actually make you fall for each other. Uh, you hear the single people? Yeah. Married people? Tulia. 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 <laughs> Did you know that studies show that people at an early age of love have lower levels of serotonin, which is associated with feelings of happiness and well-being, and higher levels of cortisol associated with stress? This is strikingly similar to those people who have obsessive-compulsive disorder. 
which explains why we act so out of character when we fall for someone. Single people, yeah? Married people, yeah? Nakonga to mechisi. Leo kuna kadha is the last one. Amen? Kuna kadha leo. Number four, did you know that research shows that long-term couples with deep, strong connections can successfully soothe each other in stressful situations or when one of them experiences pain simply by holding hands? Wale mshikanagi mikono. Ah, Devi, eh, nice, eh, eh. Wafanya tu, eh, wife, wake up, wake up, wake up. Did you know? <laughs> Did you know that there's an experiment that showed that when experiencing pain, when you experience pain, study participants exposed to pictures of their beloved and to distracting word games had their pain reduced far more than those exposed to the same distracting word games and pictures of anything else. Did you know that? So when you're going through, angalia ka picha, Instagram, fungua, hey. Kahoma, yeah? <laughs> Excuse me. Did you know that there's research that found that a dose of oxytocin, the love ocado hormone, the love hormone, decreases headaches significantly. And for some, it even makes the pain go away completely after four hours. Mm. Did you know that? Did you know that there's an extraordinary research that found that couples were in love and bond in a romantic relationship synchronized their heart rates after gazing at or into each other's eyes for three minutes? Couples, yeah? Did you know? Did you know? Three minutes. Hallelujah. Yes. See you February, but this hour. In God's house. Did you know that God expects you to use the gifts that he has given you? God expects you to use every single gift. Amen. Because that's what most of us are doing. God has so blessed us richly with his gifts. But it is not benefiting him, his kingdom. Did you know that you have to use the gifts God has given you for his kingdom? But there is directions for use. Requirements, directions for use. There is. Four principles governed. Number one, spiritual gifts, it may the whole man. Spiritual gifts function best in the sphere of love, in the fruit of the spirit. They must be manifested in the base of the fruit of the spirit. They are not as important as the developing of the fruit of the spirit inside you. You can have all the tongues in the world, but if you do not have love, you're wasting time. They must be developed in the context of the, the development of the fruit of the spirit. The two are not exclusive, they are mutual. Please, 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 function in the fruit. Principles about governing, uh, principles that govern the use. Number two, scripture commands all believers to perform certain ministries. It was, I think, two, two Sundays ago. 
regardless of individual gifts. Let me explain. Christian roles like intercession, faith, service, assistance, mercy, giving, are the responsibility of all Christians. I made the joke of, you can't say, Pastor, sijabarikiwa na gift ya giving. So, mute any excuse. Hey, you see what? It is just on different levels. And thank you. There are so many of you who give in very different ways. I've received calls to help in very different ways from most of you. And so, thank you for that. For example, some of the spiritual gifts of evangelism. But all believers, all believers have a role of evangelism that corresponds to the opportunities they have been given. Be careful. I think I said this last week or the week before. Be careful to avoid the spiritual cop-out mentality that says, that's not my gift. Here's a list of actual spiritual gifts that are there, are there actual to some, but commands to all of us. Evangelism, you to me say, Acts 1.8. You'll receive power. This was not a group of people. This was to believers. You'll receive power and the Holy Spirit comes upon you. When you receive the Lord Jesus Christ into your heart, you receive power. And when you receive it, you are now a witness for the Lord. Witness equals evangelism. Some of us, like we identified, to napenda Instagram, kavas. napenda ka real. napenda that's evangelism. Some of us, there's the way we do it. Some of us who read the Bibles in the office. Evangelism is an actual gift to some, command to all of us. Teaching. 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 Matthew 28, 19 and 20. Let me just read. Go make disciples of all nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach them to obey. That is a command to all of us. But you're being a bit harsh. Teaching. Who can I teach? Eh? What do parents do to their children? Train them up. We teach them. What do you do to younger people that you mentor in the office? What do you do to younger family members? What are we supposed to do to the younger believers as mature believers? Teach them. It is a gift to some, command to all of us. Usikai useme, eh, teaching ni ya mchungaji, boss. Iyo, mi usinipate kwa teaching, usinipate. It is a command. Remember the commands of the Lord. Faith, number three, 2 Corinthians 5, 7. For we, all believers, live by, we live by, not by sight. So faith is a command. We must live by faith. Even in the face of very difficult circumstances. In Jesus' name, I know I'm going to make it. But eh, the Lord, God, you said, you shall never leave me nor forsake me. Tunaenda kuenda. Kaende ka? Yeah. Giving. Number four, tunapenda in Jesus. Yeah, giving. Second Corinthians 9, 7. Each of you should give, this is the command of the Lord, 
What you have decided in your heart, give. What you have decided in your heart. Not reluctantly, not under compulsion. God loves a cheerful. That's a command. Command. Second Corinthians 9 7. Discernment. That's number five. First John 4 1. Dear friends, do not believe every spirit. This is, this is the Bible. Do not believe every spirit. Test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Test. Give your command to all of us. So discernment is a gift to some. But as a believer, God expects you to have discernment. Check. Angalia. Is it true, Pastor Nasema? Are they in the Bible? This person I'm listening to on TV. Are they saying what is in the Bible? This check, test the spirit. Exhortation, encouragement. Hebrews 3.13 Encourage one another daily. Let me just leave it there. That's the word of God. So we must encourage each other. We do it with our friends, family members. Do it because it is a command from God. We do it. Number seven, knowledge. Second Peter 3.18 Grow in the grace of uh, knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Grow. To Him be glory forever. Grow in knowledge. The reason we ask you to read the Word of God consistently is so that you may grow in the knowledge of Jesus. See your just something we need to tick off as a Christian. Apana, we need to grow in the knowledge. Grow. Read your Bible. If you can't read, listen to it. Imwaka has been a bit tough. So, Kusoma for me was, hey. So, I've been listening. I'm almost done. I think I'm left with maybe just the book of Psalms. Listen to it. Audio message. And it's very nice, by the way, because for some reason, we Naskiza. You can attend to remember it faster. I wonder you can, we know lyrics to songs very quickly. Because over and over. Knowledge, growing knowledge. That's a command. To some is a gift. But it's a command from God. So, we say, me apo. knowledge. ni command. Number eight, mercy. Is a gift to some. Command to all of us. Ephesians 4.32. Be kind and compassionate to one another. Forgive each other. Just as in Christ, God forgave you. God expects all of us to have kindness, compassion, mercy. What is the That is a command from God. We are to show mercy, especially to those dying in the faith, and outside of the faith. Those that are dying without the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Reach out to them. Show compassion. Tell them about the love of Jesus. Service, number nine, Galatians 5.13. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but don't use your freedom to indulge in the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. We have to serve. Find a way to serve. Serve the Lord. Number 10, wisdom. James 1.5. If any of you lack wisdom, ask. It is that simple. And it is wisdom over anything. At Nairobi Chapel right now is the biggest time because we are doing so many things, especially for next year. We need wisdom. We are coming up with so many policies that govern us, especially after it comes to COVID. We are praying for wisdom. Do you have something big coming up? Single people, eh? 
Single people, eh? Mm. Pray for wisdom for a godly spouse. Omba mapema. Hallelujah. Unasikia mara hivi wewe unanaitikia? Omba, omba. Do you need a new job? <laughs> Do you want a new job? Pray for wisdom. Are you going for an interview tomorrow? Pray for wisdom. Do you want to buy a piece of land? Pray for wisdom. Do you want to buy a new car? Pray for wisdom. You are God's child. Jesus prayed the whole night to choose 12 disciples. The whole night to choose 12 people. Well, Abdul Kampunyaka is going to 500 people. You did interviews last week for almost 30 people. How long did you pray? Pray for wisdom over everything as a child of God. Amen? So, to Mesema, the, the, what is it? What is it? Let me go back. The principles that govern how we use the gifts. Number one, to Mesema, they function best in the sphere of love. Number two, to Mesema, they, uh, they are commands. Scripture commands all believers, believers to perform certain ministries regardless of the gifts. Number three, and we show the gifts up. Number three, exercise the gifts. It may say, but I have to repeat. Find a way to exercise the gifts God has given you. Otherwise, they are dormant in you. Find a way. Do you have the gift of service? Serve. Serve. Serve the kingdom. Do you have the gift of encouragement? Find a way to encourage. Because, Daki, the owner of the gift, Arudia Kulise, I gave you the gift. What do you do with it? Jesus get behind me. Number four, remember that the Holy Spirit is the true dynamic, the force, the power behind the gifts. This is a big one. Before you really concentrate on the gifts of the Spirit of God, please, please, please remember that it is the Holy Spirit that it is the power behind the gifts. Don't concentrate too much on the gifts. Concentrate on the Holy Spirit. They must be exercised in dependence upon his power. Did you know that the Holy Spirit is a person? He has knowledge. He has wisdom. Will, love, he has power. It's not like a thing. Did you know the Holy Spirit speaks? That he intercedes for us. That he testifies. He commands. He oversees. He guides. He teaches. Did you know that? The Holy Spirit. Did you know the Holy Spirit was involved in the divine work of creation? He was there. Genesis. Let us create man in our image. That's not just God. He's the triune nature of God. He was devoted in the work of creation. Did you know that the Holy Spirit did the supernatural work of resurrection? It was through the Holy Spirit's power that Christ resurrected from the dead. No wonder I always try to remind each one of you that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead now lives inside of you. What is so difficult with that power inside of you? What is hard? Did you know 
that the Holy Spirit is the one who is the author and interpreter of the scriptures. It is through the illumination of the Spirit of God that all we have as the Word of God to Lipata. Did you know that? Did you know that he can be offended by both the unbeliever and the believer? The Holy Spirit of God. The unbeliever can resist the Holy Spirit. He can insult the Holy Spirit. The unbeliever can blaspheme. Blasphemy. Blasphemy. That's the unbeliever. In spite of the plainest arguments, the most incontestable facts, one can willfully reject the evidence and refuse to accept Christ so convincingly presented. Thus you resist him. As an unbeliever, any unbelievers in the house? That's an unbeliever. When you refuse the plainest of arguments about Jesus, Maybe you're just resisting. If you have a friend like that, pray for them in, in knowledge. But they may not resist the actions of the Spirit of God. When an unbeliever refuses to believe or accept the testimony of the Spirit of God, he or she insults the Spirit by putting the work of Christ as a lie. If you ever hear anyone saying, the cross, see wonga, that's insulting the spirit of God. Never do that. Even as a believer. After Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came. He presented to every man's conscience evidence to prove the truth of the claims of Jesus. The man who refused to yield to Christ's claims was guilty of resisting, insulting, which all amounts to blaspheming the whole testimony of God. The more you resist, the more you refuse, you insult, you don't believe. It just is pointing you to the place of blaspheming. May you never do that. As somebody who is considered a child of God, Upon a cross, In the month of January, we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit in detail. We'll just sit down and break down all of this. It's already true. Amen? Praise the Lord. The believer may grieve, lie to, or quench the Spirit of God. How? The believer may grieve, lie to, and test the Spirit of God. How? Number one. Obscene language, profanity, dirty stories, hey. <sighs> vulgarity, double entendre. Nikizungu, you see French. This is a word of phrase that opens two interpretations, one of which is usually indecent. All that grieves the Holy Spirit. When we get to that bad space, to nam grieve, remember the Holy Spirit is a person. Have you ever 
tried watching something very scary with your child. I love you see their reaction. How it's like it kind of shrink and oof, like what is that? Zanda one time we tried watching at Jesus Akichapoviboko. And unfortunately it was a passion of the Christ. I don't know why YouTube in a head click. Zanda was in need for days. He was like, Daddy, like that, why? Like, he was just he could not believe. That is what happens when you grieve the Spirit of God. These things when you do, akotu, hey, boss, uh uh, hey, no, 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 yes, I can't. Because remember, his name is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. So anything unholy, you can't stand. Like left, right, and center. Avengers, like all these things. Alafu, ananikumbusha, he's holy. Holy. And, here's the thing. He lives inside of you. Whether you're holy or not. Because of what Christ did, we are holy. Now, kunakazi. On checking on this, don't grieve him. Let's not grieve the Spirit of God. Amen? Amen? Aya, tuwane kwa wengine. Fits of rage. Watu wasira. Uncontrolled anger. Unhealthy conflict. Sinti mefanya. Baseless arguing. Arguing for the sake of arguing. Fights. Wea ni wavita. Iko nini? Tuweka nini chini ba? Wani? Aai? That grieves the spirit of God. As a believer, remember as a believer. If you're not a believer, first receive Jesus. If you're his child, his spirit is in you. The Holy Spirit. Those things grieve him. When we clearly don't obey scripture and excuse our sinfulness, we grieve him. Clearly don't obey. The clear ones, those clear ones. Me the one I struggle with, love your enemies. Do those two. Do good to those that say Jehovah. But I know. So when my enemy comes and I go up, Holy Spirit, I go. Pastor. When we when we stand up and sing, I surrender all. No, you know they nimbanga a confidence. I surrender. Oh. <laughs> but we haven't actually surrendered. We are grieving the Spirit of God. No wonder me, excuse me, worship songs. Kidogo, ni hard kuimba zingin. Eh. This is you. Eh, I understand. When we say things that we don't mean before God, we are. Grieving. And not just grieving, we are lying to the Spirit of God. Do you remember when um, Ananias and Sapphira, 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 when Peter asked them, present what you sold, Makasema, I, to lose a meter, like it, to kill Lisa, to Sema, 
hafanemi. So ni ngapi? Hafanemi. Kambiwa haya, ni lying up to the spirit. Kufakuzika leo boss. The wife hivyo hivyo. I beg you by the mercies of God. Don't lie to the spirit of God. Don't. Don't say things you don't mean. Even before God. I vow to. There's a time I vowed. Tukwa tunatengeneza dirisha za kanisa. I wouldn't say church. Amen. Nikap. Yani that thing. Hey boss. I vowed to give. Was it G1600? And I don't know why I've never given it till today. Wow, 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 wow. That thing always, but stuck it to one, ni me ni me ilipa. You know, so finding ways you need to me to any arusha kwa sadakas ji. Don't. I'm speaking to myself as well. If Kiria pass on a preacher because he's he's managed, don't lie to the spirit of God. Grace equal. But don't move because of grace. Do right with God. Criticizing the manifestation of the Spirit in the testimony of some believer or the sermon of some preacher is quenching the Spirit of God. And we do it a lot. Unfortunately, I don't know to do Criticizing the manifestation of the Spirit in the testimony of a believer Kidogo, we are quenching. When we have the habit of twisting truths, blatantly not giving the truth, lying to even fellow believers, we are not just lying before them, we are lying before God. Because that's even a command. Do not lie. That's testing the spirit of God. Don't do it. How about going? Is it? So in using the gifts of God, please remember those four. The most important being, remember that the Holy Spirit is the power behind the gifts. So in using the gift, don't grieve, don't insult, don't pest the Spirit, don't blaspheme, don't do all of that. Amen? Ah, yeah. Now in finishing the series, I know the first week we looked at the gifts of prophecy, service, teaching, encouragement, giving, leadership, mercy. Second week, wisdom, knowledge, faith, healing, miracles, discernment, tongues, and interpretation of tongues. Last week we looked at the gifts of apostleship, helps, administration, evangelism, shepherding. Today we look at, we look at gifts that are not mentioned in the book of Romans, Corinthians, and Ephesians. But they are still gifts of the Spirit of God. See Peter Wagner in his book, Your Spiritual Gifts suggests seven other gifts of the Spirit. Number one, celibacy. Single people, hallelujah. Amen. Single people, amen. amen. Celibacy is the ability to enjoy being single and maintain sexual self-control. Paul, akuwa. Jeremiah, Elijah, we are not old, had a wife. Elisha, Elisha maybe, Elisha maybe. John the Baptist, our Savior Jesus Christ, 
all were celibates. It is possible. Let me read Matthew 19, 10 to 12. Eh? The disciples said to him, if this is the situation between a husband and wife, there are so many things up where he talked about uh, let nothing put asunder between the two. It is better not to marry. These, these are people telling Jesus, eh, boss, come it is that tough to see how it Jesus replied, not everyone can accept this word, but only those to whom it has been given. For there are eunuchs, eunuchs are celibates, who are born that way. Some were made by others. And there are those who choose to live for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. The one who accept this, accept it. Celibacy is a gift of God. For Paul to have lived all his life without getting married, it wasn't his strength. It was a strength of God. So my prayer to the single people, hallelujah. Single people, amen. Before you get married, ask the Lord whether it is his will for your life. Can you imagine getting to heaven after to me ask you how many years? Jehovah. Number two, hey, this is a hard one. Eh? Voluntary poverty. How many voluntary? Poverty. This is the ability to renounce material comfort and adopt a lifestyle of relative poverty. First Corinthians 13.3 If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast but do not have love I gain nothing. So Paul is pointing to a gift that renounces everything that the world calls having material wealth, etc. If I give all I possess, if I live in hardship, there is poverty that God will allow. And if you read the scriptures very well, the lives of the prophets, Kina Elijah, who ate in the wilderness. That was his life. So that's a gift from God. God has to direct you into that space. You can't force it. Number three, this one I think we can relate to, martyrdom. I think that's the pronunciation. This is the ability to display an attitude of joy while suffering or even dying for the faith. Stephen in the book of Acts is a well-known martyr. He was killed for believing and living the life of Christ. Around the world today, today, 2022, guys, Christians are dying because of believing in Jesus. Today. Just because you don't experience it much in our country, don't assume he Bible. Today, guys are dying. Many countries, India, all over, Afghanistan, Pakistan, Waku. Kilaman, guys are hiding. Yani the way we enjoy Christianity in our nation is not for everyone in the world. Remember, I always say, remember these people. Take a moment every single day or every so often to remember those that are dying because of believing in Jesus. Amen? So, so number four, hospitality. The ability to welcome and provide for those in need of food and lodging. Number five, missionary. Ability to minister effectively in a second culture. Some of us have been blessed 
to not only minister in this context of Kenya, Africa, but you can go to the Philippines, connect to them, minister, grow churches, build fellowships. That's a gift from God. Amen? Number six, intercession is the ability to pray for a long period of time on a regular basis for the ministries and needs of others. Intercessors in the house. Intercessor, okay. <sighs> Romans 8, 26 and 27. <laughs> in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. This is from the Holy Spirit himself. And let me tell you when you intercede, because I think we all do it. Have you ever had a dying family member? Somebody in hospital? Have you ever had a friend who's giving birth? Or something has happened? Have you ever had a colleague who's in a difficult place? I kid you not, you were interceding. Because the prayers were, dear God, today I come to you just for this one request. Remember my sister. Dear God, King of Kings, who sees how my sister, eh? Please, please, please. Jehovah, day three, I'm crying out to you, Tafadali, have mercy for my sister. Jehovah, please intervene. Things are getting thick. And even when things go the other way, you still cry out to the same God, Jehovah, where are you, boy? I cried for long. That is intercession. And I think we all have this. Amen? Here to Penai Huskia, exorcism, number seven. None of the exorcists. <laughs> the ability to discern and cast out demons with the authority of Jesus Christ. Guys, when Jesus did this in the scriptures, he wasn't giving us just a taste of heaven. This is for real. If you read the book of Mark, chapter 9, verse 17, 29, you see Jesus relieving the boy of the demon. The dad is like, hey, I asked your disciples to pray for my son, Walishindwa. Please do it. It is possible, guys. There is a lesson around that because it's normally for unbelievers, not necessarily for believers. When you get the Lord Jesus Christ, what happens is the Holy Spirit comes upon you. The Holy Spirit cannot dwell with the spirit of the devils. So this one is normally for unbelievers. Outside of this, mentioned by Wagner, other gifts are like, for example, craftsmanship. Any fundis in the house? Fundis? 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 It's alright. This is simply the skill possessed in the activity of making things by hand. Do you remember there is a fundi in the scriptures? Who knows the name of the fundi in the Bible? The book of Exodus. There is a, there's, there's a good... Sorry? See Joseph? No, no. Huh? Exodus, yes, the book of Exodus. Sorry? Ah, Bukaribu, Bukaribu, eh? You're the second one. The first one, I don't know. Fundi, Fundi number one in the Bible, I Bezalil. Somebody say Bezalil. Let's say it together Bezalil. The next time, Fundi. Guys, guys. <laughs> Sinamia is idea right. The next time Fundi and Akusumbua, 
Remember Beza? Bezali. Exodus, <laughs> Exodus 31, 1 to 6. Then the Lord said to Moses, See, I have chosen Bezalel, Bezalel, son of Uri, son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, filled him with the Spirit of God, with wisdom, with understanding, with knowledge, and with all kinds of skills. Aya, to make artistic designs for work in gold, silver, bronze, to cut and set stones, to work in wood, fundi, proper, and to engage in all kinds of crafts. Fundi, gift from God. Moreover, I have appointed Oholiab, son of Ahisamak, the tribe of Dan, to help him. The gift of craftsmanship is from God. Don't get it twisted. At ya, mina kuna tu mzuri nambao, come on, mewe. Ati mina mawe, kuna venye, that is a gift from God. The same way, not just craftsmanship, music is a gift from God. First Samuel 16.23, first Samuel 16.23, whenever the tormenting spirit from God came on soul, David took up his harp and played. Relief would come on soul. How? David was not a healer. Music is a gift from God. Just because the world has polluted it, don't assume it is not a gift from God. Second Kings 3.15 Elijah said, bring me a harpist. While the harpist was playing, the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah. So guys who play music, they must remember it is a gift from God. Guys, I believe that this month we've looked extensively at the gifts of the Holy Spirit of God. I hope you can remember when we leave the house of God today that you have a gift. You do. If you're not working on that gift, if you're not living in the gift, there's a problem. The issue is, do you know what your gifts are? Do you know? Some have been given one, some five, some ten. Jesus is coming back soon. Can I hear an amen? amen. And he's going to ask, I gave you a gift, what did you do with it? gift <laughs> the same way was Yes, what a police the exact same thing. I gave, I gave you a gift. And it's going to be so painful because you have lived for so long not knowing you have the gift. Or knowing you have the gift, but you're like, ah, it's not important. Guys, your life ministry depends on whether you are living in your gift or not. Some of you are looking for satisfaction out of life. You're like, maybe you're just not living in your gift. Whatever you're doing, if just look at what you do in terms of 
every single day. Are you living out your gift? Are you living it out? Is there a way you you're expressing your gift? If there's no way expressing your gift from Monday, I'm a bear, I'm a Monday to Monday, there is a problem, guys. Find a way. Discover and develop your gifts. That is what matters. The one that's taught us the opposite. That you can do whatever it is you want to do. You don't have to thrive in your gift. What's, what's, that? what's that? Find something and then do it and excel in it. Boom. Ah, 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 ah. God gave us. God gave gave us a gift. He gave us a purpose. He predestined us because of those. There is something you're supposed to be doing every single day, but I'll find if you want to enjoy life get satisfaction out of it, I beg you, find a gift. Join us every Sunday from 11 a.m. at Trubani House off Airport North Road. Have a blessed week.